This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the This Week in Rays Baseball podcast. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had a great Super Bowl weekend. Baseball now in full focus with spring training less than two weeks away. Here in Tampa Bay, the real kickoff event of the baseball season, the Ted Williams Hall of Fame induction ceremony, took place Saturday at Tropicana Field, hosted by Chris Archer and friends. And Archer told me how excited he was to chat with many of the inductees. And then on top of that, there's a huge gathering tonight, which means we were able to raise a lot of money for a lot of different causes in, in this community, which is which is fantastic. And then it personally helps my foundation as well. So, you know, it, it's nice that we're going to have a live auction that is going to raise a crazy amount. And um, the ticket in general is, is basically going all to nonprofit, so it's nice. And I guess it continues to raise the platform of what you're able to do for kids, which is a lot of why you play this game. Yeah, of course. Um, I've been to this event three or four different on three or four different occasions, and it's it's always been a good turnout. So I'm very glad to be a part of it again. Is there any particular aspect of this or particular player that you were anxious to get to talk to, to meet, to exchange? Because I know how much you appreciate the history of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, everybody as a whole. I mean, they're all extremely special athletes. So I'm. I'm looking forward to listening to every one of them speak and soak in every single word they say. And lastly, I know Dave Island is getting recognized. Can you tell the story about the impact he had on you in the Rays organization? Yeah, it was. It was seemed like he was single-handedly hired to work with me, or at least in 2011. Um, so he, he roved around and worked with me on an individual basis. And there were some other great players on our team that he didn't really work with, I guess... He didn't need to as much. Um, Matt Moore had a crazy year that year, made a huge impact on the big league team, the playoffs and stuff. But um, Dave's always been a great dude, and he's, he's never changed. He's remained humble even through the World Series run the past two years. What Chris Archer said about Dave Island, now the pitching coach of the world champion Kansas City Royals, is indeed true. Island received the Ted Williams Leadership Award Saturday and was humble saying he was chosen because he was so easy to hit as a player in the big leagues. Obviously, it's an honor. I'm mean, anytime, um, you know, you're associated with Ted Williams in any way, shape, or form, um, it's a very humbling honor. So uh, it's, it's really a privilege to be here tonight. What have the last two years been like for you? I mean, obviously, the run to the World Series and then winning a championship last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, winning championships never get old. I mean, obviously, this was my second one, first one in Kansas City, but, I mean, you know, Kansas City's been waiting 30 years for this, and uh, it kind of tied two two different generations together. So it was it was really uh, an honor to be a part of that as well. What made it? Did it make it any more special than the first one you won? Or oh, I think it, I think it's more special, uh, a little bit more gratifying, a little bit more satisfying. Because when I won the one with New York back in '09, we were supposed to win this one. Not many people gave us a chance to get to the World Series the last two years, much less win it this past year. 
And I know that you are tied to Chris Archer in many ways from the 2011 season. Is it kind of nice to be at an event where he's kind of tied to it as well? Yeah, that makes it even more special. You know, Archie's a special guy. Well, I think we all know that, especially here in Tampa, Noah. But I had a chance to work with him back in 2011 when I was working for the Rays that one year and going down the double-A and kind of helping him out a little bit and, and talking shop a little bit. And to, and to see what he's done with his career the last several years is it's really a, a good feeling and very gratifying for me. And I'm sure not surprising to you based on what you saw then? Not surprising at all. I, I knew he'd make it, but I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for him. I really am. And Archer was thrilled for Island and the success he's had. Now the two pitchers who went into the Ted Williams Hall of Fame in the pitching wing were Roy Halladay and Billy Wagner, who was quite humbled. I wasn't sure that hitters were allowed to give any, any pitchers credit. So... You know, it's really neat to be a part of this and to have this honor with, with a, a fellow pitcher and Doc and, uh, you know, uh, being here with Dante and Allen. I mean, I'm a traditionalist at heart, so, you know, it's good to see these guys and be in this setting, uh, you know, so I, I'm just honored and happy to just be in the room. And, you know, a Hall of Fame or recognition of this kind has to mean a lot as you had just gone on the ballot for, for the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Yeah, which seemed like that might have been a battle too. So, I mean... Yeah, you know it's a that's a tough business. I was just saying that uh, you know there's some good parts about it, but it, it's a it's a it's a grind to sit there and have to hear some some things about yourself and and, and bite your tongue considering who my personality. But um, you know it is an honor. Uh, I mean I mean I'm so happy to to be here tonight and 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 get through, you know, see some old players, some old teammates, and uh, you know just enjoy myself tonight. When you started becoming a reliever. Could you have envisioned the kind of career you had? And what does it take to be not a good reliever for a season, but to do it as many years as you did and so successfully? Uh, to be good successfully, it's a definite work ethic, but it's also having a great team behind you. I mean, the years that I played, I mean, I had a Brad Osmus that guided me through a lot of tough situations. I had some tremendous coaches that were there to, to you know, help me get through mechanics. Um, you know, it was just, you know, being able to go out there, the people behind the scenes really made me, you know, able to go out there night after night and gave me confidence when I didn't have the confidence all the time to say, you know, hey, I'm going to go out there and dominate, I'm going to do this. It was always that little, uh, you know, thought in the back of your head that, you know, do you deserve this? Are you good enough? But, you know, once you keep going out there and you got the right people around you, you know, they make you feel better and, and, and give you confidence. So, you know, I've, I've been very blessed. There are going to be some kids who are coming through and say, hey, I grew up watching Billy Wagner. When you grew up, did you always want to pitch, and who did you admire? Well, you know, it's funny because I didn't want to pitch. I, I, was, uh, I wanted to play every day. I wanted to play every day. I wanted to be an outfielder. And it was funny because uh, Boggsy was here, and I was, I was, thinking, I was like, uh, I tried to emulate him when I was in high school, hitting like him. I wanted to hit like him and run like uh, Ricky Henderson. And so it was, you know, it was great to see that. But, I, you know, but being a reliever is as close as, to, as being an everyday player. So that, that worked out. And, I, you know, it was fun to, you know, to, to, to be able to, to, to play and have that chance on 162 games. If I get in 70, I might have got in, I was probably up 30 more times to, to maybe get in a game. So it was as close as I could get. But uh, I wanted to be uh, a Dale Murphy. So it was good. 
worked out pretty well, though, otherwise. Congratulations, and thanks for a few minutes. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Neat story from Billy Wagner. Roy Halladay, in contrast, wanted to be a pitcher, but like Wagner, was elated to be in a Hall of Fame. I couldn't have thought about it before, but being in here now and being around, um, you know, the guys that are going in, uh, you know, it's guys that I looked up to. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's really cool. It, uh, they're the best of the best, and, and uh, they all did it a little bit differently. So, you know, it's, uh, it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Some of these guys have had a relationship with Ted Williams. Did you ever come across him? He didn't spend a whole lot of time with pitchers. I know that. No, I did not. Um, you know, I heard uh, stories from, <laughs> from Charlie Manuel all the time about him, but, uh, but I never came across him. You had so many great moments in your career. What were the tops, and, and what allowed you to have as much success as you did for as long as you did? Um. You know, for me, uh, I think it was a desire to always get better, uh, a desire to always prove myself. Um, and, you know, I wanted to be better. Every year I wanted to be better. And, uh, you know, some years I wasn't. A lot of years I wasn't. But, uh, you know, I think just that attitude of wanting to improve, wanting to be better, and wanting to be um, the best in the league you know, year in and year out. That you know, that's what I wanted to do. Um, you know, it just uh, it continues to drive you. So, um, you know, that really pushed pushed me. Who who drove who who did you emulate? Who who? Oh, well, you know, I watched uh, I watched a lot of guys. You know, Clemens to start out. Who, um, you know, at the time I didn't know anything, and and I was watching him work and what you know. The way he went about his work ethic um, the, uh, was impressive to me. Pat Henkin was the next one. You know, Pat was passionate about baseball. Um, we would sit and talk baseball all game, talk pitching all game. And, uh, you know, he just, he, he got me thinking. He would get me thinking because he'd come up with stuff that I hadn't heard before. And, uh, and... You know, he was that thinking type pitcher. So, you know, I took parts of that. You know, I took parts of a lot of those guys. Kevin Cash remembered a pretty interesting story about you and him on an opening night at the Rogers Center trying to catch you pretty much in the dark. What do you remember about that night? Yeah, so we didn't know what they were doing. And uh, so we get out there, we're long tossing, and they cut out the lights in the entire stadium. It goes pitch black. And uh, so I, I said to Kevin, I said, why? Well, I guess we're done long tossing. So we go into the bullpen, and they have these two, like, uh, you know, like a spotlight that you would use, you know, to look under the hood of your car. And they got one on me and one on him and nothing in between. So, you know, I'd let go of the ball, and I wouldn't see it again until it was in his glove um and uh, he wouldn't see it that whole time either so um you know i thought it was fun it uh you know i got to see how good i really was you know how many times i threw it where i wanted and it actually went there and he did it fairly often 
Cool connection between Roy Halladay and Ray's current manager, Kevin Cash. Now, Alan Trammell, who went into the Ted Williams Hitters Hall of Fame Saturday, has a connection to Williams. Not that it would mean any any more for me than anybody else, but to the fact that I'm from San Diego, where Ted obviously grew up to. Uh, both were real skinny little kids as we were growing up. Uh, and that's where the comparisons stop. But again, to be recognized, arguably, uh, the great debate in baseball about this and that. But Ted Williams, there is no question about it, is one of the best hitters, if not the best hitter of all time. That is not an argument case. And uh, again, just to be selected here, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled and honored. You mentioned the backgrounds. What relationship did you have with him in the game? What interaction did you have? And what do you remember most? Well, I, I remember... Um, in 1977, my first spring training, I was told by the clubhouse attendant that uh, somebody was looking for me, and I didn't, I didn't realize who it was yet. And uh, after batting practice and, and right before the game, the old Winter Haven uh, clubhouse uh, on the, uh, down the left field line, a uh, gentleman came in and, and said that uh, the gentleman was outside, and it was Ted Williams, and it, I, I, it floored me. I, I was stunned, and, uh, and I'm being all sincere when that. I was like, Ted Williams? He goes, yes. Uh, I've heard about you, and I just signed the year before out of high school in 76, so uh, I was quite new. But he had done some research or you know, found out that, again, I was a San Diego kid. He said he followed the San Diego guys and just wanted to introduce himself like he needed to be introduced and just wish me well. And through the course of uh, the years, because, again, I'm from San Diego, uh, he is part of the, the, the Breitbart Hall of Fame, which is was started by uh, Bob Breitbart, which was a high school teammate of his at Herbert, Herbert Hoover uh, High School. Um, so uh, over the years when Ted was able to make it, uh, I was able to be a part and to kind of look over the shoulders and listen to some of the stories. Tony Gwynn would be one example. They were talking hitting. Uh, even though Tony could talk, Ted did a lot more of the talking, um, as you can imagine. But so there was numerous times that I was able to meet, and it was certainly an honor. And again, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, Ted Williams, certainly one of the best hitters of all time. I was certainly in awe of him. Obviously, you're in his Hall of Fame, and there are a lot of people who believe you should be in the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, and, and that will eventually go to the Veterans Committee. Do you think about that much at all? And, and if so, in what context? Well, I really don't. Um, and I think when I've answered the question over the years, and I just was my 15th year, I completed my, my uh, cycle of being the eligibility cycle uh, on the regular ballot. And because of the, the, the votes that I was getting anywhere from 15 to 25 percent, you realize that it's not you're not going to make some sort of dramatic from 25 to 75. That's not going to happen. It never has and it never will. So uh, just the fact that that's where I was at, I was very comfortable with that. I mean, I realize I can't do anything different anymore. I'm done. Uh, but just being recognized as one of the better players is certainly good enough for me. And if it's not worthy of the Hall of Fame, I'm going to be fine. I'm still part of baseball, still living the dream, and uh, I'm content and I'm fine. And have played so many roles uh, on the field in, in management and as a player. What do you? Who do you admire watching the shortstop position? Because you did it for so long and so well. Who do you enjoy watching, and, and how has the position changed since you finished playing? 
Well, there's there's a bunch of guys that I enjoy. And going back, uh, you know, first started when I first came up, Robin Yount was outstanding. You know, Cal Ripken, Tony Fernandez, uh, you know, Alex Arod or Alex Rodriguez when he first became a shortstop or first came to the big leagues. That's what he was. He was pretty darn good. Derek Jeter would be at the top of the list too. Just the way he went about his business and played the position, um, he certainly was the guy that I I looked at. Yeah, we have a good one now in, with the Detroit Tigers and. Jose Iglesias, who, not quite my style, uh, he's got a little bit more flair, which is fine, but he makes the routine plays, and uh, that's the first and foremost attribute of a shortstop is being able to make the routine plays. So at this point in time, because I'm in Detroit a little bit more often, I like watching Jose play. That's former Tigers great Alan Trammell, who went into the Hitters Hall of Fame with Alex Rodriguez and Dante Bichette. Bichette has a tie to the newest Rays player. And also Ted Williams. Yeah, I, I, I had a little relationship with Ted Williams. You know, somebody threw me the science of hitting when I was an A ball. And, and, and I just, you know, was a Ted Williams guy. And then finally had a chance to spend some time with him. And, and it means a lot to me. I walk around the museum and I see so many of these players that I played with and, and played against. And, you know, I've got my own little highlight reel. And it's just, it's just a special to be now to have a, my own little legacy of in in the in the Hall of Fame. What do you, Fame <laughs> what do you remember about the relationship you had with him, and what did you learn from him personally? Well, I mean, I didn't spend enough time, to, you know, for him to really tutor me. You know, I, most of the stuff I learned from Ted Williams about Ted Williams through the science of hitting his book, and then and then when I got a chance to really hang out with him, I had dinner with him, and I sat right between him and Bobby Doerr one night, and they were talking hitting all night long, and. And then the next morning I had breakfast with him. You know, he called me when I, I got uh, traded to the Red Sox and I made the All-Star team. So we just we had some time together, and it was just honestly just some of the best moments of my career that, that I spent with the greatest hitter that I ever lived. It was, it was just really neat. Hall of Fames mean a lot regardless of the Hall of Fame it is. So put this in perspective, you know, some of the hitters that stood out to you as you were going through. Well, so many of these guys in here, Reggie Jackson, Dave Winfield, you know, I, I got a chance to actually play with, you know, and uh, some of these guys, these pitchers, you know, play against and compete. I'm just honored, really, just to be a part of this and, and, and being chosen to, to be honored tonight. Uh, so many, just so many, so much went into this, just not me, my family, my parents, my wife. Um, it's just neat to to be a part of it and your kids too and you now have you know one who's uh, getting all kinds of national recognition is it hard harder to play or harder to watch him uh and do you kind of how, how challenging is that way tougher to watch you know way nervous more nervous for your children than you are for yourself because you can go out there and do something about it you know but uh they're incredible boys uh, uh, my oldest was the first pick for the yankees and 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 he's in double a at a young age he's got a chance and my youngest one's making quite a bit of noise in high school and they love it you know i think they've they fell in love with the game which and and the respect of the game which is hopefully what i gave them a little bit of and it's just fun to see him having fun and the other thing i want to ask you about because the race just acquired Corey dickerson from the colorado rockies there's always, I, I think it's unfortunate reputation when a guy hits well at Coors Field and they wonder, can he do it outside? You did it in so many different places. So what does it require for a hitter to be successful regardless of the situation? Well, I, you just got to be a good hitter. And uh, Corey Dickerson has got a chance to be a really good hitter. I was the, his hitting coach the first year with the Rockies. And, and I remember the spring training when all the rookies were hitting and, and really 
only one of them stood out to me when I threw batting practice to Corey Dickerson. It was a different sound, and it was a consistently different, different sound. And I'm like, who in the heck is that kid? And he came up during the season and started murdering baseballs. And I really believe the kid is a special bat. He's, a, he's got tremendous confidence, runs like the wind. I mean, he's just... I, I believe the kid is going to be a special player, or at least a special hitter, um, and really good kid. Well, we're looking forward to having him. Congratulations to you and the honors you're getting tonight. Thank you. We certainly appreciate the time of Chris Archer, Dave Island, Roy Halliday, Billy Wagner, Dante Bichette, and Alan Trammell. This Thursday is our first Countdown to Opening Day show from 7 to 8 with Dave and Andy, and we'll have another podcast for you next week. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon.